I uh, have a confession to make. I don't love Mother's Day. I love my mother. She's wonderful. Um, I love what uh, we as women are able to do, um, especially as it relates to uh, the care of others. I think it's a beautiful thing to watch and to celebrate. But this particular day... um, For a great many um, years um, in my adulthood, uh, highlighted the way in which my life hadn't really gone um, by the script. Um, You know, the script that our culture gives us about, especially, I think, our church subculture, um, about how life should go. I went to a Christian college, and so a ring by spring was a thing, and we, we were all working on our MRS degree. Um, and so if you wanted to have a job and a career later, that was kind of up to you, but that was a side thing, um, in addition to the good-looking husband and families that we were all aiming for. But I got through my 20s, um, and then through my 30s, and that hadn't happened, and so, um, I usually, during those years, came to church on Mother's Day, um, out of some sense of duty, I think. Um, But it really just kind of underlined for me the ways that life hadn't really gone the way that I planned for it to. Um, Then in my 40s, I became a foster mom um, and had a couple of short-term placements, but then had a little girl um, for nearly a year. She, uh, I met her for the first time when she was only two months old, and she came to live in my home when she was only four months old. Um, and I had been prepped by CPS people to go ahead and prepare for adoption. She had been in care for over a year by that point, and, hey, it looks like it's going to go to uh, termination of parental rights is the legal term, and so they said hire an attorney, um, get your house ready, prepare people in your life that she's going to have your last name, this is going to be like a done deal. Um, and her mom was expecting another baby at the time, which meant that I was actually preparing for having two little girls who were going to be 17 months apart. Several weeks, months into that mindset, um, then I got another phone call, and everything changed, which is CPS's prerogative to do. Um, and 10 days later, this little girl who was a cousin to my niece and nephews and a niece to my sister and brother-in-law and a granddaughter to my parents was just gone. I literally strapped her into a car seat in someone else's car in a CPS parking lot, and it was over. So in the years since then, um, this day has taken a little bit different turn and has come to represent a pretty significant loss. Um, And honestly, I quit coming on Mother's Day, and instead spent time with a friend um, who has lost multiple pregnancies. Like, we kind of had a standing date on this day. We're both church girls normally, but not on this Sunday, Um, because the carnation just wasn't really, the carnation at the door just wasn't really going to hack it. You know what I mean? Um, So, honestly, when Chris sent an email um, and asked me to share this morning, um, I was kind of mad at first, Um, and I was glad that the request came by email so that I could work through um, a few responses before he actually heard one. (laughs) 
Um, so what we're going to talk about this morning is really um, what the Lord has gifted me with um, over the last weeks. And, um, and really me asking him just for me um, to redeem this day. And I, um, right now, I'm a mom. I have a beautiful um, little boy that I love. And it is, um, <clears throat> sorry, it is a joy to get to care for him, even though he started teething. Um, which has to be evidence of the fall. Like, it can't really be God's original plan <laughs> for us to get teeth this way. The drool and the... All the, all the symptoms. He has all the symptoms. Um, so we were up about every two hours last night. So that probably explains some of the tears, honestly, because I'm real tired. Um, which, welcome to motherhood, right? That, this is part of it. But um, I think the Lord is redeeming this day for me. And I hope that maybe out of the overflow of that, um, you can get some of that too. Um, but if not, I'm kind of okay with that too, <laughs> honestly. Um so here's the deal. Jesus secures my identity, um, and motherhood is a role that he entrusts to me. And it's only seasonal. For me, it's clear that it's seasonal. And in fostering, I don't, I don't know what the, the outcome's gonna be. Um, this little boy that I get to spend time with and love on right now is probably not ever gonna have my last name. That's probably just the truth of it. He's probably going to finish growing up in someone else's household and someone else's family. Um, And so I can't find my identity in my motherhood because it's temporary. And actually, that's the truth. Um, Even if your experience in motherhood is that you conceived as soon as you wanted to and you are one of those freaks of nature that loves being pregnant and you had this wonderful delivery and nursing was like immediate and wonderful and you bonded and like right like you if if you have had the mothering experience that you could have written ahead of time the truth is still that motherhood is temporary it's seasonal right the the way that we mother when they're infants has to change when they become toddlers And it changes again when you're the mom of elementary age kiddos and parenting adolescents and teenagers, right, completely different. And then, right, we've all been on the child side of trying to navigate the adult child to parent relationship. It changes again. So when we have our identities wrapped up in what's really only to be a role that we carry out, we have it backwards. And I think that's part of the reason that this day carries a lot of pain for a lot of us. It's because we have it flipped. And when really our motherhood is to be just an overflow of the identity we have in Christ. Being maternal is Christ-like and is evidence that God's creation of women was very good. If you go back and read the creation account, God creates multiple things over multiple days, and each time he says it's good, it's good, it's good. Then he gets to humans, both male and female, and says it is very good. We actually can't adequately bear the image of God 
as only one gender or the other. We need each other, right? God created us as image bearers, male and female. And when he created us as females, he did a wonderful job. It's very good. And the way that we are wired to be maternal is God-like and Christ-like. He created this crazy hormonal thing that happens in our brains. Have you ever walked into a room of women with an infant? Right? We all say, can I hold him next? I want, okay, women, you see me? I want to smell his head, right? Like they have this sweet smell and whether you birthed him or not, it's a, it's oxytocin that's released in our brains that they've done tons of study on this. Um, originally they did studies that showed that women, um, women especially that our brains released a higher level of oxytocin when we saw our own babies versus looking at another baby They've gone back and supplemented that same study and found that fostering and adoptive mothers, their oxytocin levels, our oxytocin levels, actually match those of biological mothers. Once we've bonded to a baby, it's our brains respond exactly the same way. And oxytocin is the same hormone that releases when you do drugs, when you have other kinds of highs, um, and we go back and we want more, right? That's why we keep wanting to hold babies. I read about this study. This is, um, hang with me, it's a little bit of a long quote. Oxytocin does not seem to drive nurturing behavior in men the way it does in women. Instead, a man's parental brain is supported by a socio-cognitive, right? The people around you, like what you learn in culture, and then your brain together have to work together. A socio-cognitive network that develops in the brain of both sexes later in life, whereas women appear to have not evolved but been created, um, to have a brain hormone behavior constellation that's automatically primed for mothering. Listen to this sentence. This is science, right? Another way to look at it, the blueprint for mothering behavior exists in the brain even before a woman has children. It made me think of this passage out of Philippians chapter 2 where Paul's writing to the church at Philippi and tells them to do nothing out of selfish ambition. See if any of this sounds familiar for what we know about mothers. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among you that has the hormone oxytocin in it. Um, this mind among you... Uh, um, Sorry, this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. And it goes on to say that he was obedient to death, even death on a cross. When we as women, whether it's within our role of motherhood or not, when we um, humble ourselves and consider the needs of others over the needs of ourselves, that's Christ-like behavior. It honors God when we act maternally toward anyone. When we are part of the village that helps raise a baby, when we are an aunt, when we are a Sunday school teacher, when we as single women babysit a little bit longer into our lives than maybe we dreamed of, right? 
when we sit with families around their dinner table, acting in a maternal way toward anybody is, is exactly what Christ did for us. He came and cared. Scripture talks about, um, in multiple places actually, and it refers to God the Father this way, and Jesus um, says it himself in the Gospels. It's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That God longs to gather us up under his wing. That's maternal talk, right? No male bird gathers chicks up under his wing for protection. That's what mamas do. And it is, it is Christ-like and God-honoring and proof that he created a very good thing when he created women. That's our identity. Motherhood is a role that is a seasonal expression of my calling to Christ. And it's good, and it's beautiful, and it's Christ-like, but it's not the only thing. And that's true for all of the roles that we walk in during life. Our identities in Christ are sure. It's a solid foundation to build anything on. We can count on it. We can count on him. Our roles are the things that we do as an outward sign of our calling to Christ. And when we have it in the right order, it's God-honoring, it's better for us, and it's better for our kiddos, right? Psalms talks about um, there being a blessing in having a quiver full of children, right? The quiver is what you use to carry, uh, what the archer or the hunter used to carry arrows in. The arrows are never created just to live in the quiver the whole time. When we mother, when we act maternally toward kiddos that belong to us or not, what we're, what we're called to do is to produce arrows that are going to fly sure and straight in the arms of the archer or the hunter. They don't, they don't stay in the quiver forever, right? As much fun as it is. And challenging right to have them with us for that season it's a season and we want we want to launch them out and so when we launch them out right it can't be our identities that are wrapped up in whose mom you are let's be followers of christ sure in our identities in him and let's fulfill the roles that he gives us for a season out of that overflow of that let me pray Father God, you are a good father, and you give us a heavenly example of what it is to be a good parent. You sacrificed your own son for a relationship with us, and honestly, as mothers, uh, we really wouldn't do that for anybody. And yet, um, you, Jesus, were obedient to death, even death on a cross, and Scripture says it was for the joy that was set before you, and we're the joy on the other side of the cross. So we're just, Lord, make us today thankful um, people for who we are in you and the fact that we're found in you. And then on top of that, Lord, it is like the best icing ever that you have entrusted small humans to us. So as we do that, Lord, would you um, let us do it well and let us... um, represent you well in the way that we do it whether they're little bitties or adults whether we're grandparenting or just friending really well 
whatever role we fill as we are maternal, Lord, may you be glorified in it. Amen.